You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 173 with Natalie Hickson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys. So I'm excited to have Natalie on the show today. She is a certified professional life coach, and she helps discourage Christian moms overcome anger and burnout. And the reason why I thought it was so important to have her come on the show is I feel like this is a topic that brings on a lot of shame or you may feel embarrassed and you just may feel like I can't talk to anybody about this and nobody's dealing with this issue. And so you may not ever bring it up. And I wanted her to come on to talk about her story so that you could possibly relate to it or just know that someone has come out on the other side so that it inspires you or gives you encouragement that you might be looking for. You know, there's just sometimes that you just feel like even if you are really close to friends or a small group or a Bible study, you just feel like, uh, I don't know if I can talk about this. Am I going to feel like I'm the only person who understands what I'm saying? And I just know that that feels the that feels like the worst, like where you're just standing there and everybody's looking at you like an alien. And so I wanted to bring Natalie on the show so that you could hear this story and hear how she overcame this and um, and just know that you're not alone. And so if you know of someone that deals with anger or just is feeling so burnt out or overwhelmed and, you know, just having a hard time, like not you know, being able to keep her cool with the kids, make sure to share this episode with her um, because I just feel like it is so easy to be isolated. And that's the worst thing um, someone could do in this kind of situation. So uh, please share this. Um, I would greatly appreciate it because I do want it to get in the hands of people who desperately need to hear this message. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys. So you know that I love travel. And if you don't know that I love travel, I do. That's why I ask everyone where their favorite vacation spot is and why on every episode as an icebreaker. I am a travel agent. And I just wanted to put out there that if you're feeling bogged down or stressed out, or you're just trying to figure out a trip that you want to take, this is where I come into play. And what is really amazing is that I don't have a fee that I charge. How it works is that the wholesaler and the vendor, they pay me so that you're not having to pay me. So really, I just come and help you take the stress off your back and just help you so that you can have a great time wherever you're going. So it's not too late for spring break. I'm still planning spring break trips. Um, I'm already starting to plan summer trips. So if you're thinking you want to go on a family trip, a girl's trip, or you have an anniversary trip, um, I've been planning like 40th birthday trips, anything, um, I can help you with that. So I, I can book from Alaska to the Caribbean, Mexico, um, cruises, anything, Europe, you name it. I can most likely book it for you. So, um, and it's not only just booking, I really kind of sit down and figure out what is your budget? What are you looking for? What kind of trip do you want? And, and then we really just narrow it down to what would be best for your needs. So I just wanted to put that out there that if you kind of been thinking about a trip, like let's get that on the books. Let me help you. And all you have to do is just reach out to me. You can email me at Amber Sandberg at HK Luxury Travel, or you can message me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can find me at Amber Sandberg. So if you've been sitting on the idea of going on a vacation, don't wait too long because things will start getting booked up and airfare will go up in price or there won't be any availability of what you're looking for. So um, let me help you plan your next vacation. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
So I like to ask all my guests the same question, and it's an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just like asking people what their favorite vacation spot is and why, and this can be with or without kids. Cool. Well, I have a tie between two. My okay, I love without to hear it. kids yeah, my without kids trip is New York City. And my with kids trip is the Cayman Islands. Awesome. Okay. So do you go to New York City often or is it you've gone one time and you went without the kids and you loved it? Um, I've been there five times and yeah. all without the kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is I there love a, the place. Is there a favorite time of year that you like to go and a favorite place that you like to stay at? Um, I like to try different places in different neighborhoods when I go mm -hmm. and I, I think I've been there all seasons and I would say that fall is my favorite for sure. <laughs> so you're my second guest that I've had, um, that loves New York city without the kids and <laughs> fall is their favorite time. So that's why I liked asking that question to see if you kind of would say the same thing. Um, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so Cayman Islands, you, um, like going with the family, where did you stay, um, when you were in the Cayman Islands? Uh-huh. So my parents rent condos on Seven Mile Beach. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's a great spot down there. Private condos, private huge pool, um, private beachfront. It's just, it's super like relaxing and chill and quiet. Not that many people there. Yeah. That sounds nice, especially since it's winter right now. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Nashville and it's dropped pretty cold um, the past couple of days to in the 20s, which is really low for us. And I keep thinking, Ooh. like, ah. Uh, just want to be in the sun. I'm like booking out everyone's spring break. I'm like, oh, I want to be in the sun. <laughs> oh my word. We're warmer than you right now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Where are, so that, that will be my next question. So where are you from? Um, I live in Bozeman, Montana. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, this is really cold for us. Um, I'm from Michigan and we're, we were only a few degrees warmer than them yesterday, which was really weird. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening. Um, but anyway, so, okay. I, I want to ask you um, all about your stuff. So let's, let's just jump in to you introducing yourself, your first and last name, how many kids you have. Um, you just shared with us that you're from Montana and then we'll kind of jump into how you got to where you are today. Totally. Yeah. So I'm Natalie Hickson and I am a life coach who helps moms work through destructive anger and burnout. And I have three girls, 16, 12, and nine and married my high school sweetheart. So yeah, it's kind of a crazy time of life, but I love it. I'm loving their ages. And um, I would say it, in travel respect, um, we love to ski. So that's mm. what we do in the winter. Yeah. 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 So, and cool. then summer in Montana is gorgeous. So yeah. you just can't go wrong up here. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Sounds yeah. awesome. Um, as far as, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go I was going to say, as far as my coaching, mm -hmm. um, I got into that just through personal development, my own journey. I knew I always wanted to do something helping women. And uh, I went to life coaching school just to figure out how to, <laughs> like, what, yeah. what do I do to become a better listener, to be able to coach people better. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I really figured out my niche and nice. had no idea in my entire life that I would ever think of coaching someone through such a deep personal struggle of my own. Yeah. So it's it does been help. really cool. Yeah. yeah. It helps when you can uh, come from personal experience when you're helping people for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to 
to have you on because I, I do think so many moms at some point are struggling more than other times. And, you know, many moms experience this with early motherhood uh, when the kids are so dependent on them. And I also think that there can also be a shift for moms that they realize the kids don't need them as much anymore. And then they can have new feelings that they have to work through. So, you know, not everyone kind of feels the struggle at the same time um, through the motherhood. Like some people having babies, young babies is just, I don't know. It's like such a blessing. They love it. They get up in the middle of the night. It's so great. Everything's wonderful. Then you have other mothers that are like, I am going to lose my mind and mm-hmm. kind of like the anger comes in. Right. And they lose themselves. And so then you flip it and, and then you get the moms that are kind of like, now my kids are gone and I don't know what to do and all these things. And so I, I think that, um, as I've gotten older and then my kids are older, they're five and eight and just getting out of the weeds of having infants and toddlers, you know, you kind of, you could think that, oh, this is going to get so much easier, but it's just different things that I feel come up. And, um, I don't know. I just, it, it just seemed like a good topic to talk about. And I hope that, um, somebody that's out there that is struggling with this, that, you know, they definitely don't feel alone in this because I think it's very easy with social media to feel like everything is amazing. And if you have any negative thoughts about anything, you, you feel like you're a bad mom or you have shame and stuff like that. So, um, that's really why I wanted you to come on. So with you kind of saying that your story kind of led you to where you are, um, I would love for you to share your journey with us and, you know, how, how did you tie that into becoming um, a professional um, coach helping other moms? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my story, I started out basically anger was has always been a part of my life. And as I was growing up and even into my young adult years, I just assumed that anger, the way I processed anger was just the way I did. Like we're Scottish, Irish blood. My parents were screamers. They threw things. Um, that's just how anger was, was modeled to me in our house. Mm. So I marrying my, my high school sweethearts. He, he's not a screamer. Mm. (laughs) So when we got married, (laughs) um, our fights, like we're very one-sided where it would be me screaming and him closing up. Yeah. And um, it was really in those first years of marriage that I was like, be- really began to create this awareness around the fact that there was something there, but I didn't think there was a way to change it. Like I knew I had an anger problem, but I figured I was just stuck with it. Mm. And even to the point where I was kind of afraid to have kids because I'm like, I don't know if I can handle having kids. But that didn't stop the desire to have children, right. of course. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I we had our first child and um, around the age of two, we you could literally see both of us on the floor screaming, throwing the tantrums together. Um, wow. I was very intense. I would scream at her. I would spank her out of anger. I would squeeze her arm, leave little bruises on her arm. Um, As she grew older, I would leave, um, she'd have like little butt print, like handprints on her butt. Mm. And she was in swimming practice. And I'd be afraid to swim, like send her to practice because I didn't want people to know and take my kid away from me. And it was so crazy because I wrestled with this idea. I'm like, I love my kids, but I can't stop screaming at them and hurting them. I don't understand. But basically what happened is um, 
as she was to, you know, I, I, I created this more awareness. I'm like, okay, there's, there's really an issue here, but I still don't know how to deal with it. And that there's even a way to, uh, when we brought her second, our second child home, her sister, I had a moment where I was nursing her, uh, and Enya, our oldest was, and Mike were going at it. Like he wasn't yelling, but she was screaming <laughs> and our like door was shut. The, oh, the room wow. that I was in, yeah. it was shut and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up. Mm. And Sky, the baby pops off, looks up at me and <sighs> is just like this look of terror Aww. and crying. And I'm like, oh, this is such a problem. But here's yeah. the thing. Like, at that point, I started associating the anger with Enya. So yeah. I was like, we've got to do something with Enya. We have to get her, um, we have to have someone help her. Yeah, with and her behavior. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> if, if she would just stop, then maybe I wouldn't get so angry, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally where my mind was. Yeah. So we did. We took her to a therapist, and the therapist observed her and had her leave the room. And she sits down, looks at me and Mike, and she's like, so Enya's a perfectly normal child for her age and development. Mm. And I look at her, I'm like, well, yeah, of course you're going to think so. You're not at home with her with the door shut. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and she looks at me. She's like, Natalie, you're the one who needs to be in here. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. I was like, um, okay. But deep down inside, like as much as I was at shock yeah. and kind of offended at first. Yeah, sure. I was really relieved that somebody knew somebody mm. was there and knew that they could help pull me mm. out of this. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. I went through four years of therapy with her and I left therapy still screaming at my kids. And I was just like, why? I learned so much about me. I learned so much about my past. I learned about Enya and mm. lots of stuff like that. But I did not, I still was angry and I couldn't understand. Um, but really, essentially what happened was therapy. Yeah, it helped me understand a lot of where I came from and how I got to where I was, but it mm. didn't shift the mindset patterns that mm. I was struggling to work through and overcome the actual acts that I had been doing with the screaming and stuff. So um, I continued, she got the ball rolling. I continued on my personal journey and ended up in life coaching school mm. and and then I started doing some coaching myself, having a coach myself, mm -hmm. and started to understand really that the place where I was was having to shift those mindset patterns and beliefs about myself. And um, when you don't feel good about who you are, then you can't give anything to your kids, right? Mm. You can't give them the love and acceptance that they need because you can't give that to yourself. So you right. have to learn to discover how to do that for yourself and and recognize and become aware of the patterns and beliefs that you are carrying that keep taking you down that path of destructive anger. Yeah. So what would you say was the biggest turning point to help you to not be angry? And also, it's a two-part question. Um, how long would you say it took you to not feel so angry? So if it took four it years through counseling and you're like, I'm still angry. And then, <laughs> then you shifted over to uh, coaching. I I'm just curious because you know, if somebody's listening to this, you know, they not not that everyone's the same, but, you know, they may be thinking, oh, my gosh, like I'm in the same thing. And I feel like there's not an end in sight. So that's why I wanted to ask that. Yeah, you know, it did. It took me a long time. It took me 
10, 12 years Mm. to really figure it out. But that being said, because of what I've come through now, Mm. I take my clients on a process that's much quicker. Quicker. Yes. Because I understand it, right? I've pieced it together. I figured out this is the things that, that, here's the things that are causing it. Here's the things that we have to work through. And then there's also individual issues with every person that come up that they have to kind of shed the layers back and work through and process stuff Mm. that's happened to them. And how do they work through that and build a new pattern into their life? Yeah. So what would you say the average is for, for your clients now that you start with that, you know, they really start turning the corner with their anger? Um, the process that I take them through Mm -hmm. is typically three to four months. Mm. And, um, I tell everyone who walks into that, my front door with quotes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. First call with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the, the big, I guess, maybe paradox is what you would say that anger is not the problem. Anger is awesome. We actually need Mm -hmm. anger. We need sadness. We need frustration. We need um, disgust. And we need all these negative emotions because really what they're there for is to, they're a speed bump. Mm -hmm. They're there for us to stop, check in with ourselves and work through what's going on so we can make a productive decision. But what's happened is we feel the anger. We don't know how to process. So we tune out. And more often than not, we tune out in these, in today's world, we tune out on social media, we tune mm-hmm. out um, eating, drinking, you know, different sub- substance, whatever it is, um, we check out and then we let ourselves go. We just basically lose our self-control because we don't know how to control it. And we think that it's the problem. Um, so everyone who walks into in a relationship with me, I tell them, we're not here to get rid of your anger. We're here to understand how to work with your anger because that anger will help you be productive in the moment, but we have to learn how to work through that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've also heard too, um, that, oh man, I'm totally blanking now. Uh, this happens. It's so frustrating. It does. Uh, I know it really does. You're kind of like, uh, cause I'm listening to you too. So like, I'm like trying to not, you know, think yeah, about probably. something else, but then I'm like, oh, I probably should have held on to that a little bit. <laughs> um, but I think it, you know, kind of like anger brings, um, like passion and not in passion, like to get mad, but it, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like when you have indifference, that's when we're in trouble, right? Like when they talk about, oh, with couples, like if they're indifferent, like that's worse than being angry. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're angry, yeah. you still care. So, yeah. um, so I know what you're saying about having, you do need those. And it's very easy to just think, well, those are negative and I don't want any of them. And so, um, uh, and I think we grow up kind of feeling like, yeah, we shouldn't feel all these things. Um, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. I do want to talk about, I know that you um, like to talk about recognizing anger, meaning what is healthy anger and what is destructive Mm -hmm. anger. So can you elaborate on that for us? Absolutely. So there's a normal level of frustration and anger in motherhood. And if you raise your voice to your kids, welcome to motherhood. (laughs) That's a totally normal thing. Um, We have to sometimes to get over the noise. Sometimes we just get frustrated enough. We raise our voice. That is a totally different thing than completely losing yourself in a scream that is rage. It's just coming from all parts of you. You lose your control. You don't, it's like how I explain it is 
you, you kind of check out, like you get to this place where you scream and then you kind of come back to yourself and you're like, what just happened? Mm. Um, there's, there's a huge difference there, but as far as like, what do all these behaviors look like? I call destructive anger, screaming and rage, um, spanking or hitting or physical abuse Mm -hmm. when you're angry, um, belittling, threatening, Mm. uh, checking out, um, leaving your kids, neglecting. Um, and then the burnout part is like, depression, Mm. checking out, tuning out, um, wanting to leave, not wanting to be where you're at. Um, also there's things where you can like shut the kids out and just like, um, I remember going into the closet and shutting the door and just staying there for a long time, mostly because I was afraid I was going to really hurt my kids. Mm. Um, so those kind of things are what, what destructive anger and burnout would look like. Healthy anger is you're frustrated. You, there's a pain point. You know, when, a, when your child is poking you and saying, mama, 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 15 <laughs> times in a row, you're yeah. on a phone call. You're trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a pain yeah. point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or you've asked your kids to do something 15 times. They still <laughs> haven't done it. You're trying to get out the door. There's a pain point there. There's a frustration level. And there's a way to work through that. And you're angry. And that's that's okay. There's a way to work through that in a healthy way. Um, whereas the unhealthy way would just to be start screaming, belittling, threatening, telling them why they're so terrible in what they're doing. And I completely went there many times in my, when I was experiencing destructive anger, um, getting in the car on the way to wherever we were headed and just telling them all the reasons why they were terrible and why we were late because of them. Mm. And in reality, if I would have planned better and if I would have taken the time to take a few deep breaths and realize I've used this because it's a very common scenario for moms, Mm -hmm. getting out the door, right? Yes, and not trying to yell at everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I use that because so often what happens is we're thinking about the other side. Wherever we're headed, um, most likely it's somewhere where somebody else is going to be seeing us. We're in an appointment. We're going to school. And there's there's an insecurity that if we show up late, then we're a terrible mom, right? Or um, if we show up late, then we're in trouble or whatever it is. There's something wrong with us. And that's where a lot of negative emotions come from, too, is, is that fear, the insecurity. There's, we're not good enough. There's something wrong with us. How many times have one of your kids been upset and you looked at them and, and just not even thinking about it? It comes out of your mouth. You're like, what's wrong? What's yeah. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and, right. and we associate... The, us adults even will associate our negative feelings with there's something wrong with us for feeling this way. And we're not like we're, we're designed to have these feelings. And so um, we get into this fear of, Oh no, you know, but if we were to stop, calm down and, and not worry about if we get there on time or not, we work through the situation with our kids in a healthy way. Then we have, um, everyone's being more productive. Then we're calm. Um, there was a frustration point, but we're working through it in a healthy way. And so, and all of that begins with creating awareness around the triggers that trigger you and, and awareness around your patterns and why you get upset. So would you say, um, did you touch on the anger in a healthy way? Um, is that what you're just saying? Like when we get frustrated with the kids and stuff? Or, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and there's like also healthy the anger as, as far as like anger in like a righteous anger, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody does something that really isn't okay, like um, 
they're tailgating you and then they run into you, you know, that's righteous anger. Um, your, your kids are, are one of your kids pushes another kid, you know, that's righteous anger. You're like, that's not okay. We don't do that. That's, those are things that we're, you're going to feel angry Mm -hmm. and that's just normal, healthy anger. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but anger, all negative emotions are meant to lead us into an action, right? And when we can recognize that those feelings are there to help us process um, and work through things and move into a productive action, then we are um, doing, we're carrying out healthy anger, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that, that kind of leads me to my next question about being triggered and like noticing and responding to that. Um, Cause you're kind of like talking about that a little bit. So do you want to go into like, um, you know, what's your thoughts on that and how to help moms kind of catch themselves quicker <laughs> when yeah, they are triggered? <laughs> For sure. One of the things, and all listeners can go download download this for free on my website, um, is something I take my clients through is called a trigger tracker. Mm. And what they do is they, after an episode of of any negative emotion, um, but we'll just use anger as the example, after they explode at their kids and they're calmed down and they're, they've distanced themselves a little bit from the situation, I have them go fill out the trigger tracker. And the trigger tracker asks some questions to help them process what happened. And it's things like, what was going on for you in the moment? What did you experience? What did you do? What needs for you hadn't been met? Um, what what actions did you carry out? And I leave the the last question is the most important question. How do you want this to go next time you experience this? Because that right there is forward thinking. We're thinking, how do we want to um, work through this the next time this type of situation comes up? Um and what's really cool about this is as you're processing, you will connect things and think about things that you didn't realize in the first place. Mm. Um, I had someone recently that I talked to who just went through the trigger tracker who was like, I didn't realize that um, my house being messy and, and my husband coming home to that and him being upset about it was mm. why I was getting upset with my kids. Like mm. I was just upset with my kids because the house was messy, but it, yeah. I had to sit and really think about and process why does this make me angry? Yeah. You know, so there's connecting the dots. And when you understand and you see that you're bringing awareness to your triggers, then you're kind of like, oh, so the next time you experience this, you're thinking, oh, wait a minute, there's more here than just me being upset right now. And the more awareness that you can bring around the triggers, the more um, you can stop yourself and start begin to stop yourself in the moment. Because what happens is when you haven't been working through it and you're just raging, mm-hmm. okay, and you just get into that, you you lose complete self-control. But the more you become aware of what your your triggers are and why you get upset and what's going on for you and how anger works, then when you start to get angry, you start to hear yourself. You start to become aware. Um, there were times where I would go completely through. I'd even follow through and I'd hear the voice that says, stop, stop, stop. And I would go through with it anyways and still get angry. I had self-control through the whole thing. I just let myself go through the motions. Mm, yeah. And so um, 
when you can create that awareness, um, when I have a client who's like, yeah, I went, I still got upset. And I like knew the whole time, like, that's awesome. Like that is mm. the seed that you need because what's going to happen is the more this happens to you, the more you're going to start becoming more aware and have that self-control, be able to pull back and realize like, yeah. oh, I have to go all the way in this place to really get my point across. And then let's talk about the flip side. Once we've experienced destructive anger, how do we reconnect? How do we resolve? And um, I call it recovery with my, our kids. And what that looked like for me was when, and this started for me in therapy, I recognize the fact that I was the adult. I remember that being very clear in therapy, like helping me understand you're the adult here. You're not the child. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's kind of profound. <laughs> and it makes sense, but it just wasn't something like, you know, I, you just don't connect. You don't know what you don't know. Right. You don't connect the dots. And so, um, anyways, when I would get upset, I would get down on Enya's level. I'd look at her. I'd take her hand. I would try to touch her. I like to hold her in some way. Mm. Look at her in the eyes and me take responsibility first. Doesn't matter what she did, what consequences she might need. The first thing is, mommy is sorry for screaming at you. I was wrong in that. Mm. It was okay that mommy was angry, but it wasn't okay with how I treated you when I was angry. Oh. Right. Yeah. And so me taking responsibility for my actions and then saying, how did you feel? What was going on for you? And helping them put words to their emotions mm. and how they were feeling, right? Yeah. And so then you reconcile, you ask for forgiveness, you hug, you know, whatever you want to do in that way. And then afterwards, if there's a consequence that still needs to be to happen with the kids, then you can talk about what happened and what the consequence needs to be. Mm. But often we just rush into with our anger. We often just start threatening, say, this is the consequence. And um, it doesn't, what we are wanting to happen actually doesn't really get fulfilled because the mm. kids are just hurt and angry in the moment. Right. And so yeah. the consequence doesn't really make a difference. So if you walk through the recovery with them and then give them that, um, that's really helpful for them. Yeah. And my, my kids too, that they've all, they've been told like, if mom's ever like really upset and threatens mm -hmm. something, <laughs> it doesn't really mean it. Like they, Aww. they get an act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. And I do think that re will really help a lot of people just to kind of hear that, you know, like what you learn to do and how to come back to the kids and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think that you, when you were talking about the, your client realizing when the house is messy and then her husband's upset and then she yells at the kids and then, you know, I, I think that ties into being overwhelmed too. And I know that, um, you uh, talk about overwhelm and the relationship between overwhelm and anger. Um, so, how about you share with us your thoughts on that? Because I do think a lot of things stem from just feeling overwhelmed and then you just lose your mind. Right. And then you're like yelling. I know, I know for me that like when, <laughs> when we have Christmas break and all that and everybody's home and the house is insane, I kind of like what your client was doing when it was messy. I don't feel this on a day-to-day -day basis, but when they've been home nonstop and like all the Legos are out, everything's out, nothing's in normal places. The schedule is not normal. 
it that's when I find that it's a lot easier for me to lose my cool to just be like, ah, like the house, like, not that it needs to look like a museum, but it looks the opposite. It's like, oh, my gosh, like everything is insane. And so uh, <laughs> and you're just like, there's no control happening here. <laughs> and so yeah. anyway, so I, I related to that, um, not not because my husband comes home to upset more me just like, OK, everybody. We need to put things back. Like I'm getting tired of like walking around weird things and all that kind of stuff. So um, to me, that that feels overwhelming. Um, so I would love for you to share with us um, what the relationship is between the two of them. Sure. So in my personal experience, as I was on my personal journey, there were things that I just started naturally doing. And I feel like the more you become aware of yourself and start like basically like self-love and accepting who you are and wanting to become better, the more you take responsibility for the things in your life. Mm. And um, for me, one of the things I had to do was completely organize my house. Like I had Mm. to go through and just like, okay, this is too much. We need to purge and we need to organize. So that was really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And setting up a meal plan was really helpful too. Yes. Um, So those things were were helpful. But again, you can have all the systems and stuff Mm -hmm. in, in place. And if your mindset's not in the right place, then it doesn't matter. So let's go specifically with what you dealt with over Christmas. Mm -hmm. What I would say is before Christmas, Mm -hmm. kind of prepare yourself mentally. (laughs) There's a lot like it seems easy. It seems too easy, but really there is a lot to be said for preparing ourselves mentally. Mm -hmm. I can remember one summer, uh, the kids were home, of course, all summer. summer. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) And I had to work and I was just like, oh, how am yeah. I going to deal with this this summer? And I mm-hmm. finally was like, you know what? I'm going to just let them at it. So we put all of the playground, play, playground, play <laughs> all the Legos. <laughs> oh, Legos, Legos. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they created in my dining room for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. It was Lego City. And oh, yeah. did it drive me crazy? It did. But <laughs> the thing was, was I initiated it. So yeah. it was like the responsibility was on me. I was like, okay, you know, and I would have to, you know, they'd have to tidy it up so we could do some cleaning, Mm -hmm. but I still let it keep out. And, and it was really like, it was challenging, but in a healthy way for me. Mm. And I had prepared for it. I knew what it was going to be like, and I knew there was an end in sight. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so, um, that was, that's something I also would do that when I had littles, when they were littler, Mm. I would set up a whole like little people town. Yeah. And, or My Little Ponies or whatever it was and let them at that. And, and it just, it was helpful. Now we're getting into like more tactical, how to help (laughs) your sanity with your kids. That, that was really helpful. And like switching out different toys. Yeah. Like I had a basket and those toys, we'd switch them Mm -hmm. out and stuff, but definitely like that kind of stuff. If you can try to take responsibility and prepare yourself for some of those events, mm. it will help as well as if you're working through your triggers and becoming more aware and um, learning and understanding, which I really hope of anything through this, that I've given everyone this knowledge to be able to go, you know what? It's okay that I'm angry. I want you to accept that. I want you to know that anger is okay. Um, hurting people with your anger isn't. And so when we're, when we're trying to work through this, we need to stop, breathe. Breathing's huge. Um, it resets your nervous system. That's why I always bring it up and begin tracking those triggers and working mm-hmm. through that. And, and other things that I have people track are, where's your hormones? 
Your mm-hmm. hormones, if they are out of whack, yep. they're going to completely mess with you and your anger and your anxiety. Anxiety is a big one with PMS too. Um, so there's like all these things at play. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking responsibility for yourself? Yeah, I totally agree. And you know what? Hormones are real. Like, I mean, yeah. (laughs) And uh, that's what I was saying too, like earlier about like going through phases. Um, You know, you just think about being pregnant and those hormones and then postpartum and those hormones. And then, you know, if you're breastfeeding and you have those hormones and then you're weaning and you come off those hormones and then you get pregnant again or you're not. And then you're perimenopause or whatever. I mean, there's just like, it's just like, and everything changes too. So you might've been fine PMSing, like you didn't have issues, but then maybe you're getting older and now it's shifted. and, And there's so much like that could just be a whole different show. That could be like, <laughs> like there's so many components to that that I don't even oh, know if seriously. people recognize, you know? And so, and they just think like their cycles will always be the same and you may not even know it's shifting. You just may be like, why am I mad? Or why am I so oh, sad? It totally like it's yeah. never the oh, for sure. shift with me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And another piece to all of this is Um, one thing I'll run into a lot is moms feeling guilty for asking the husband for help. Mm. Um, and, and I did that for years until I started tracking and recognizing that my hormones were really a big deal. I had really, for quite a long time, PMS was really a struggle for me. And that's when I noticed I'd be getting better through my working through my anger, but then PMS hit and I'd become mama bear again. I'm like, what happened? And then I connected the dots Mm. and now I'm like, my husband and I are both in agreement. If I'm PMSing and I'm struggling with my, my anger, yeah. it's just a look like kind of a look of desperation at him. And he's like, I'm on it, babe. Don't worry. I got it. And he totally gets it. Like there's, yeah. and I don't feel any guilt anymore. Cause I would rather him step in than and not scream at the children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so does that look like, walk us through this as we, as we end the show, how, yeah. how does that look? Like if, if you're, are, is it more that like you're at the end of your rope, you're going to lose your marbles on everybody and he's just like needs to what like take over dinner so that you're not snapping at everybody and then you go to a different room like what does it look like for you yeah totally so I I've gotten very aware of where I get with my anger so I don't I like to be very in a safe zone <laughs> so yeah. if I just start to get frustrated and I know I'm hormonal or something you know if there's something that's happened that day in a situation or whatever if I'm feeling anxious um I basically just go up to him and I'm like hey babe are you okay taking over right now? Cause I need a break, mm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah, totally. You mm. know? And, and they're usually, it's, you know, just nice life balance. He's yeah. usually in a place where he's Mr. Patient. He can yeah. handle like, yeah. so much so, <laughs> being yeah. given three girls plus a wife. He's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then I will, I will go um, off. I will go to my room. I will go run an errand. I'll go on a walk. Um, and you know, usually it's just 10 to 15 minutes that I need anymore. Sure. Yeah. Um, just to like, recenter myself mm-hmm. and be like, okay, it's not the kids. It's not him. It's not the situation. It's just, here's what's going on for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, that's the emotions. That's No, that's really good. I feel like that will really help a lot of people. Cause I do think a lot of people just feel they're crazy. You know what I mean? And, and then they're yes. like, why do I feel this way? And I suck cause I feel this way. Other people don't feel this way. And so, um, it, it's really good that you brought that up, even tying in the hormones, just because I, I just think as being a woman and all the changes that happen, you know, ranging from having babies, perimenopause, going through, uh, 
hitting menopause. I don't even know. Um, you yeah. know, because that happens earlier in some people than what you realize. Mm-hmm. So that's why I even mentioned that. But um, so, yeah, it can make you kind of just feel like you've lost your mind. So um, before we end, I just wanted to ask you again, where can you find that? Um, is, is it called the trigger tracker? The trigger tracker. Yeah. Yeah. It's at NatalieHickson.com. And if I may, just for one minute, I'd like to just say the relationship between Enya and I, she's the one who got the worst of it. And Mm. this is a really important part of the story. And our relationship is beautiful. Mm. It's She's a teenager. I still get the eye rolls. I still get a little snarkiness. She's not like the perfect angel. But I will tell you, because of the communication that we established, Mm. because of the recovery, because of the hard inner work that I did, the relationship with my kids is, it's, it's just a big blessing. And I don't fear teenagerhood. I love teenagers. Um, So I just want to throw that out there. Like, I don't care where you're at in your journey with your kids. I have moms who come in to work with me who have teenagers and feel like they've completely ruined them and they Uh haven't and they turn things around. So it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're sitting there feeling like you're alone and you're afraid and you're scared to reach out um, because you're afraid someone's going to take your kids away, that's the worst place to be. That's Mm -hmm. when you need to reach out and find someone you can trust to talk to, a friend, family member, whoever it is, but don't be alone because you're not. Like we, There's people out there who just deal with destructive anger and I'm one of them. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is really good because it is very easy to just isolate yourself when you feel that way. Yeah. For sure. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel like you're really going to open up a lot of women's eyes to just kind of let them know that they're not alone in this and that other people really do struggle with this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.